Hi, welcome back to Let It Go with Peg Ward. Peg is my pseudo work name. It was an accident with one of the companies and everybody called me Peg, Peg. And when I'd get any accolades on these Monday calls, my friend would fu- would text me and say, fuck Peg Ward. And I'd say, yeah, fuck Peg Ward. <laughs> like that was um someone I didn't know. But so that's my work name, Peg Ward. I'll stick with it with this. It reminds me to get something done, get out there, try to help in any which way I can. And so I also made another decision since we met last, and that is that I'm going to have two different podcasts. One is Let It Go with Peg Ward. And the second is Let It Go with Peg Ward Jr. Geared towards preteen, teenagers, young, young women, young adults in college and in their 20s. Because life is different back then. And you're very impressionable. And I don't really want to talk about diet, exercise, losing weight. Well, exercise is fine, but losing weight with these young kids because you know, I'd rather build their self-confidence and self-esteem than make them look in the mirror and think they're anything less than amazing as they are all. And so for us that are not in that age group, we can get down to the the real stuff (laughs) that matters to us, like not gaining weight as we move on. And I know that menopause, even though I'm 53 and menopause is not here yet, I know it must be on the horizon. And, you know, people say it all goes to hell when you go to menopause, going to menopause. And I just don't think that that needs to be true. Let's change that, flip that on its side. And you know what? I one time Oprah had on um like amazing 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 um transformations and this one woman came out and they're like and this is so and so she's a granny and she's 65 and then they showed a picture of like her a year prior where she was like frumpy and looked like she had low energy just from the from the from the still pick and uh and she came running out in a bikini. Maybe someone listening saw that, or you could even Google it because it was pretty cool. And it was years and years ago. And I was thinking to myself, I can't believe the transformation that she did in one year, first of all. And then secondly, that she was like in this bikini and she looked amazing and she was in her 60s. And so, hey, all things possible. So, all things possible for us too. So, today, we're going to talk about, I'm studying this non-diet generation, non-diet revolution. It's the new uh, non-diet generation for the non-diet revolution um, that's going to be taking place and is starting to take place. And then you're going to hear about it after you listen to this podcast. But it's all about how this is a terrible statistic, but it's 90 Nine percent of people who go on a diet, 99% of people who go on a diet one year later have gained the weight back or even more. So that's pretty daunting. We're talking about 1% of people who 
actually come out on a, the other side and continue to remain at their weight that they work so hard to get down to. And there's a psychology behind this and why that is true. And it's because when you first decide, like, I want to lose weight, this is it, I'm going to do this, then you're all gung-ho. And you, whatever plan you start, you you start out strong if you're in that frame of mind that I'm ready to make a change. And that's awesome. And so you're trucking along and you're seeing results. And each week it's, you know, the first couple weeks, it's a, a great loss and that's inspiring. And then it slows down a little bit, but you're told that's part of the process and you, you know, you, you, you go with it and you might even get to your goal weight. But the problem is, is all along the way, you've been feeling deprived. And so just as humans, as people who don't want to be deprived, we kind of get pissed off and annoyed with the whatever plan it was that we were on, you know, that I don't want to live like this for the rest of my life. Those are things that we think even subconsciously or consciously, it doesn't matter. This is what's going through our head. We, if we feel deprived, then at some point we're going to break and it's not going to be something we want to continue doing. So how can we change that? How can we get to our goals without feeling deprived? That's what I'm trying to work on. That's what I'm trying to motivate people to move towards. So there's things we can do. That's the good news. Um, for one, don't deprive yourself. Okay. So it's not about, you know, not eating carbs or not eating past seven o'clock at night. It's not about those things. It's about listening to your body. You need to set goals. And we're going to talk about that in a second. And then you need to listen to your body all day long. So for instance, I was just about to sit down and do this podcast and it's 11:20 Chicago time. And just before I was about to start, I was like, "Oh, I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten. I only had black coffee." And so I decided I'm just going to run and get something to eat. And so then what I did is I went into the kitchen and I asked my body what it felt like eating. And guess what my body felt like eating? And it felt like eating some green grapes, which were amazing. And a half of a bagel. And I asked myself, my body, as if it's a different entity, do you want the whole bagel or the half? And it said half. Half, Peg, just half. So I did half, half a bagel and a few grapes. And I feel really good right now. And I'm satisfied. And then I probably won't be hungry for a few hours. But when I get hungry, I will then go eat. So it's about eating when you're hungry. Now, Here's another interesting thing. Anyone who has extra weight on their body that they want off, if they really look at their day, there's probably a part of your day where you know the problem lies. That's when you're overeating or eating when you're not hungry or eating more than you should. So recognize that. Um, Everybody has it. And so for me, I would say it's definitely early evening, um, not late evening, but early evening. So 
like for instance, I just had that half a bagel and then I have a lot of work to do. I have things to do. Um, so I'll probably roll into like five or six o'clock and I'll be very hungry. And that can be dangerous because you're eating and you're still hungry. And so you keep eating and eating. You don't take a break um, to really reassess if you're still hungry, if you need to continue eating. So I read this great article about a little trick, a little hack, if you will, that you could do. Go get some mints, sugar-free mints uh, from wherever. They don't have to be sugar-free, actually, but just some mints. And bring them to that space or time or meal or table that you think is the problem. And just have them there. You know, I mean, if you want to, just have them right there next to your plate. Or you could have them, you know, nearby or in your pocket. So you start to eat your dinner, let's say, and then halfway through or halfway through your plate or halfway through the time that you may be sitting at the table, just kind of reassess, am I still hungry? Do I want to keep eating? And we always want to keep eating if the food is good, but just take a mint because what that does is it takes you out of your zone that you're in. You're, we're in a zone, you're talking, you're eating, you, you may be having fun, you may be fighting, I don't know what's happening in your life, but whatever's happening, you're in a zone when you're in that space. And so what you want to do is you want to disrupt it and you disrupt it by put, putting a mint in your mouth. Now you're kind of losing the taste of whatever it was that was yummy that you may eat too much of. So that's going to disrupt that. And then also it gives you an opportunity to listen to your body. Okay. Now, if you don't like mints or you don't want to do the mint thing, there's a whole nother thing you could do, which is just get up from the table. Just simply get up from the table, walk into another room, go do something, whatever it is, maybe clear a plate and just kind of listen to your body, check in and see if you need to continue eating. Now, if your problem is late night, if you're snacking, you like to hang out and watch something and have a snack, that's fine too. Go ahead and do that, but make sure that you then take a break at some point mid-snack and do the same thing. Whether it's just having a mint or stepping away, it's 100% up to you. So those are like little hacks. What you want to think about is the next day. You want to think about the next day in those moments. So take the time that is usually a problem time. Have your mints or have your plan of action to, to walk out of the room and Think of the next day. How will I feel tomorrow morning when I wake up if I, in fact, had the mint and didn't eat the second half of the plate or had the mint and put the chips back in the cupboard? So, okay. So today, it's all about goal setting. And there's three characteristics to every goal, and you must have these three things to be successful. So the first one is the goal must be concrete and specific. It has to be. So it can't just be, I want to lose some weight or I want to feel better or I want more energy or I don't want to be carrying around the sex weight or I want, it's that's, that's, that's random. Let's not do that because that's just, you know, they say like, um, that's hitting the road without a map. Don't do that. We want to be extremely specific know exactly what it is that you want to obtain. So you're going to do this with three in three ways. One is 
you're going to actually decide on what that number is on the scale. Um, be realistic and be concrete and be specific. So write that down. I want to weigh blah, blah. Okay. Whatever that is for you. For me, it's 139. It's my magic number. Okay. And then you want to be, you want to use your three senses. So one is you want to feel what exactly it'll feel like when you are at that weight. So just close your eyes for a second. If you're in your car, do this later. Um, but even in a stoplight, you could do it without closing your eyes. And you want to feel inside your body exactly what it's going to feel like when that weight is off of you and you're at that exact weight you want to be. You want to see it in your mind's eye. So you can probably see yourself in some specific outfit or um, running or running on the beach or whatever it is you, you drum up, see it. And then the last thing is you want to hear it. So you want to hear the doctor say, okay, your weight is 130, whatever it is, hear someone or even yourself saying it out loud. So those three things, see, feel, hear. The second characteristic that you must have is that it must be measurable. Okay. So you need to be able to measure exactly what the outcome of your, your goal is going to be. So it's really important, um, that you know how you can measure your goal in, in what specific way. And one good way of doing that is having a, roadmap. So, okay, for instance, so if you say you know exactly what you want to weigh, then you want to know how long that that is, how long will that take you? You, you know. So if you think realistically losing, I don't know, six to eight pounds in a month is realistic, then you know exactly how long that's going to take you. So you want to say, well, if that's three months away, what exactly should I weigh at the end of this month? So you want you want to be able you want to be sure that it's quantifiable. You know how you know how 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 much do you intend to do and how far do you want to go with this? Um, and then the third component is that it must be achievable in that specific time period. So you have to make sure that this is a realistic goal, that it could be achieved in the time frame that you have decided. And those are the three elements that you want to make sure that you have, first off, for setting the goal. You must have, it must be one, concrete and specific, two, it must be measurable, and three, it must be achievable in that definite time period. Okay, now, we are going to take that goal and put it down in writing. It's so important to write it down. Don't put it in your notes on your phone. Take a piece of paper and write it down. I will weigh whatever it is by this date. And you want to make sure that this goal is exciting and worthwhile for you to be focusing all of your you know, energy and benefits on. You want to think of all the things that you're going to get out of it. So I will weigh X amount at this date. And when I do, 
I will no longer have to, you know, look through my closet for 25 minutes to try to find something to wear. You want to start jotting down all of the things that you're going to get out of this goal, achieving this goal. Okay. So the, so remember, we want it to be specific. You want to dedicate yourself to achieving it. And it's kind of important also just to set one goal at a time because that keeps your focus. Um, and then you want to make sure, like I said, you want to make sure that it's very specific, that you want to write it down along with your plan and how you're going to reach it and make it simple, clear, and con- concrete. You know, you want to be concise here. Just, I plan to weigh 139 pounds by December 1st, my birthday. And the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to start running three times a week. I am going to start bringing a tin of mints to dinner and after dinner snacking. I am going to do my visualization. And then you want to keep constantly reminding yourself of the payoff. Think about this all of the time. Start building mental images of yourself, achieving your goal, okay, as if and use, try to use all five senses. I mean, the three most important are to see, hear, and feel, but try to use all five senses. And then you want to drive this goal deep into your sub- subconscious mind. I talked about the subconscious mind last week, but it is so incredible. It never rests, and it's continually working for you even when you're asleep. So you want to be visualizing your goal as if you're already there. And if you have some sort of um, clothes that don't fit you now that you, you would like to fit into, you want to try to put them on. And as they don't fit you or you can't zip them up or whatever it is, you want to kind of Put them, try to put them on, and then you want to close your eyes and visualize that you are just slipping them on, buttoning them, zipping them up, whatever. If I'm, I'm also thinking jeans, but and um, just close your eyes and, and envision that, and do that each and every week with the same whatever item of clothing you choose, and you will be shocked how week after week it's you're coming closer and closer and closer until you actually get there. I've done this before. So I'm going to do it again. Um, and then and then this is also important. Don't let thoughts of defeat and fear slow you down um, or, or worse, you know, stop you completely. One of the worst things that we all do, I've done it, I'm guilty of it a million times, is if you're like, you feel like you're in this good place and then all of a sudden you, as you put it or we put it, I put it, blow it. And then you're like, oh, well, I blew it. I'm just going to the whole day is gone. That's not, that's so bad. And, and, and uh, one of my tricks that I'm learning and trying to teach is think of tomorrow, think of tomorrow. So the name of this podcast is going to be think of tomorrow. Cause I want you to think when you're in that time period of your day, when you know that you're screwing up or that you normally will screw up, think of tomorrow. And you're going to think of tomorrow by having the tenements or the walkaway plan of action and you're, when you put them in, in your mouth and you close your eyes for a second, you're going to visualize yourself as you want to be. And then, or if you take your little walk away from the table, you do the same. And then you just, the next morning, you know what it's going to be. You're going to open your eyes and go, oh, awesome. I did awesome yesterday. So it's not, we're not talking about diet right now. This is the non-diet revolution, but it's, it's about making these changes that you know are going to make a big difference. 
Um, And we will talk next week about some specifics on how to truly get there and to steamroll right through all the, you know, nonsense that we've listened to a million times over with other diets and really achieve our goals. So I'm having so much fun talking with you. And somebody left me a message from last week's and I really appreciated that. So feel free to leave me a message. I don't know how they did it. So it must be easy. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say easy, but it must, there must be an easy way to do it. You just must listen. And then there must be a spot where it says, if you'd like to leave Peg a message, leave Peg a message. Okay. Cause Peg's waiting. Alrighty. Um, until next week, see it, dream it, achieve it. <laughs> Bye.